हेलो एवरीवन वेलकम टू येट अनदर एपिसोड ऑफ द काउंटर पॉइंट पॉडकास्ट वेक्टर कंसल्टिंग ग्रुप द कंपनी व्हिच इज होस्टिंग दिस पॉडकास्ट हैज सीन अमेजिंग रिजल्ट्स इन द रिटेल एनवायरमेंट्स वेयर वी हैव लेड बिजनेस ट्रांसफॉर्मेशंस सम ऑफ द क्लाइंट्स वर्थ मेंशनिंग हियर आर बजाज इलेक्ट्रिकल्स फ्लीटगार्ड फिल्टर्स पराग मिल्क फूड्स गोदरेज इंटीरियर पिडीलाइट अमंग मेनी अदर्स टू बिगिन विद वेक्टर इंप्लीमेंट्स pull based replenishment systems while traditionally you'll find push based systems which are very prevalent and uh, often the ones that are implemented in companies around the globe for those of you who might not know the difference between the two systems it is simply how the sales happens in one case when the company decides and pushes material onto the retailer and tries to maximize the volumes irrespective of the consumption pattern it's basically called a push based system as you might understand while when the company gives the material as per the sales consumption as to what is consumed at the retailer and only good enough stock until the next ordering cycle it's called a pull based system so we at vector implement these pull based replenishment systems across our clients now vector is known for implementing these systems and a significant feature of the solution is the retailer loyalty program which is what we are discussing today we'll also find out if this is what the secret sauce for vector is because we have had amazing results we have sunil davis from the vector consulting group with us today an expert at retail solutions to help us and clear the myths around this topic and share with us what is the success mantra behind such significant results so let's uh, welcome him to the podcast hi sunil welcome to the counterpoint podcast how are you Thank you. Thank you Shubham. I'm good and it's really a pleasure to be out here with you. Wonderful to have you Sunil. All right Sunil, so let's get started. I want to start by asking uh, you know if these retailer loyalty programs are the key to success in the retail implementations that you've done at Vector. Well, the word key puts me off a little actually because the answer is no. Okay. And I wish I could say that in a bold capital font of that is say <laughs> because the retailer loyalty program is an enabler to the retail process which gives us the success. Okay. So that's the way it is. Uh-huh. Interesting. Uh so in the case studies that we go through, you know, uh, it strongly comes out that uh, regular retail schemes are damaging to the company's growth is what we have uh, is what i have read through these case studies that we have at vector why do you claim that uh this part is true see if you look at it in the known history of mankind sales has always flirted with schemes as the elixir for growth you ask any sales guy you'll say ki scheme de do growth le lo <laughs> but everyone understands this is zero sum game at the end of the day it's like a gamble sometimes a hit sometimes a miss If you look at it this regular schemes creating damage when we say mm-hmm. we have to understand the root cause why this happens see seldom do the schemes serve what the retailer needs the scheme is for the retailer right yeah. but it doesn't serve what the retailer needs if you look at it most significant need of a retailer is a faster shelf space rotation right and a scheme specifically a volume driven scheme it doesn't help that cause so that is where the problem lies hmm so uh, if i understand you correctly the faster shelf space rotation is basically an inventory turn for the retailer right absolutely right uh, but sunil uh, what i've observed uh, and you're right uh, what i've observed with these schemes is uh, every time a new scheme comes up and you know different companies have different schemes uh, and they keep coming up with one or the other either the company dumps stocks 
or the retailer self dumps in order to lap up the you know the benefit that the scheme is giving actually shubham if you look at it the retailer side we just explained hmm. but the joke is seldom does the scheme help the company itself the entire company's ecosystem it actually it's like what i call it as you know uh, ill effect of the bullwhip it's a bullwhip ill effect in terms of the sales skew that is brought by the scheme uh. the distributor market outstanding the hit on the range selling because you know the faster selling skews are what comes in the scheme so the range selling goes for a toss the focus is always on the big retailers and this again puts the reach to a kind of like question mark so the reach range distributors outstanding sales queue well you can go on finally if you look at it the scheme doesn't really help the retailer nor does it help the company okay we call it it doesn't even pass that necessary condition of a win win solution and that's where the problem lies all right uh, you're right we do see all these effects and uh, very nicely put the bull whip effects of regular schemes so now essentially uh, this is all a part of the push based replenishment system right that's right that's right yeah but vector is famous for implementing a pull based system mm-hmm. but then are we saying the pull based replenishment system is not in sync with the regular schemes yeah if you look at it talking about a pull based replenishment system and promoting a scheme which at best encourages dumping cannot be spoken in the same breath okay so we do have a problem and not just uh, saying that we cannot have schemes doesn't answer one big question because you are not like a monopoly out there in the market hmm. you are not the only player in the market right exactly so yes we do have this issue uh, i in fact i had that question in mind uh, even if we implement a pull based system the competition will still exist right and they will keep coming up with these schemes that's right uh, and try to dump uh, stocks uh, to corner the space and capital of the channel partners their retailers and everyone in the chain how do you tackle that situation then okay this is a question which i kept answering and in fact it reminds me of a scene from the bollywood movie karma okay. <laughs> where there is this character played by dilip kumar who tells anil kapoor dimag ka istemal karo socho samjho aur fir dushman pe hamla karo you remember the scene oh yes yes i i do uh, and i think uh, anil kapoor goes back and reacts buddha keh raha hai ki socho samjho parkho aur tab tak dushman goli maar ke chala jayega to buddha marwayega something like that buddha marwayega well that precisely must be the question which uh, your sales team must be asking as in everywhere we go and implement the solution yes yes in fact buddha marwayega is like you know the vector marwayega becomes the <laughs> kind of like the word when you first tell them about the entire scheme of things i'm sure yes actually if you look at it the sales team does get perturbed ki this has been the way they have been doing for years and years so it is not very comfortable thought that we are asking to move them or rather move away from the traditional way and in fact the early days are really troublesome you know there will be one odd retailer who has taken a competitor scheme yeah. there will be a whatsapp photograph sent of a beaming retailer sitting with the shelf space covered with competitors <laughs> nice, and yeah. people will say come on there is a doomsday out here well if you understand what are we dealing with then this will become clear because if you ask me uh, how do we tackle this situation when you when you put that point remember what are we trying to implement we are talking about a pull based replenishment system and we said this takes care of the retailers most significant need and what is that most significant need the fossil shelf space rotation that's right that's right but then the question still remains sir sunil uh, 
how when the competition is dumping uh, and probably the gratification is significantly good because these schemes do offer a lot of value to the retailers correct how do you still tackle that very true and it's a valid point see whenever the sales team comes and complains we always believe it's a valid point hmm. and therefore one needs to understand the process that we are talking about okay see how are we addressing the buying behavior of a retailer if you look at it uh, we started by saying the key to success is not the retailer loyalty program see the key to success is the process that we talk about and this process is nothing but a service promise hmm. if you look at the process that we implement it is talking about a frequent replenishment in most environments is weekly with almost 100% availability guaranteed now when you give a promise which is like you know 100% reliable with a price hygiene mm-hmm. coupled with the fact that we give a buyback offer meaning i give you something if it doesn't sell in 30 days no questions asked we will take it back that's quite a commitment so this mm-hmm. kind of becomes the first hook for the retailer to look at a company's distributor favorably for the product that he is interested in right so this first hook if you are able to cleanse hmm. demonstrate then it comes to that second point that dil mange more <laughs> the consumers or rather the competitors giving scheme how do i counter that but the first first hook which i said about the service promise that is most important if you understand that we can talk about how do we address the competition scheme at this point is clear to you shubham yes i i agree uh, there is a lot of commitment here but yeah i i understand where you're going yeah so so if you understand this now you all you have to do is if the service promise is good how do i make for a retailer the service promise as a rewarding experience okay now this is where the retailer loyalty program steps in the basic design of the retailer loyalty program or rlp as we call it is that for every purchase or every product that he buys he gets some points mm-hmm. plus if he buys it frequently say he buys it every week then we give him a bonus multiplier the multiplier is as as heavy as 100% means if he is earning say 10000 points he gets additional 10000 points just for ensuring that he is buying weekly from us oh that's lovely okay plus if he buys a complete range or rather the range which is relevant to his shop he gets an additional multiplier also this program is what we call as a lifelong program with no expiry date meaning there is no kind of like you know a timeline deadline and no target right plus there is a milestone reward for being consistent with the company oh okay now if you look at it we are just trying to make the buying behavior or rather the right behavior for the retailer more rewarding yeah and at the same time showing him that he can have the best of both worlds that is he can get the best of what so called schemes are without self dumping and by the way the reward points that we talk about they have we have this concept called as dream gift okay whatever one desires whenever one desires he can redeem it so this is kind of making the retailer see the benefit of being consistent with the service promise and assured ki as per his sales pattern he will get the best in terms of the returns as well so this becomes really a strong proposition i wonder if it's that simple because that's a lot of commitment from the company side but yeah when you look at it uh, without dumping and without the fear of missing out or the ill effects of a typical scheme if one gets the service points and the added benefits that's right it's really a powerful tool but 
still i mean uh, does the here comes the but everyone has a but coming in <laughs> yeah carry on shivam yes yeah and i saw a movie that everything before but is uh, senseless if you don't get the answer to but yeah yeah very so, good so <laughs> go on go on so uh, the the emotional attachment to instant gratification because that's a very powerful word which is used across these fairs the instant gratification of these schemes which companies provide including the ones like you know a scratch card is definitely preferred over a long time loyalty program because no one lo- wants to look at the future you know <laughs> this is this is no like the debate of a one night stand versus a committed relationship <laughs> see when you are trying to look at it this is the kind of debate you are getting into yeah. actually see the retailer loyalty program in essence uh, accommodates the aspiration of every type of retailer mm-hmm. and there is something which i try to tell the clients don't try to play god the retailer is a smart cookie he is a businessman yeah. let him choose what best suits him actually the entire program the construct of it is actually you know bringing out that you know the famous words sabka saath sabka vikas <laughs> so this is how the program is designed i i agree sunil uh, and you know i also believe that jokes in a way have the bare truth which uh, you very well make here but i'm still uh, saying how do you you know uh, deal with this challenge because i'm sure it comes every every single day with every retailer or every company that you go into so we are right actually if you look at it you know this is kind of a debate of you know that instant gratification versus a long term benefit yeah now this is where you know i call it as a need for a proper communication in fact i remember there was a town hall address of retailers from with one of my clients mm-hmm. and the md of the company was pointedly asked this question sir scheme mein jo instant benefit milta hai aap keh rahe ho ki aapka long term lage rahe yeah ye kya baat hui so you know he addressed that very beautifully he replied by saying gentlemen i am proud to present to you a loyalty program which has the fastest redemption and a lifelong association both at the same time mm-hmm. this is like your choice unlike schemes you know which has a period and a settlement time and all of you know right settlement time is where your bp increases and the sale <laughs> of aspirin increases right in our loyalty program he went on to add one if he wishes to buy or rather take a mercedes e class mm-hmm. or if one wishes to you know redeem the purchase that he has done today i assure you that with a click on my app the gift will be delivered to the address of your choice anywhere in india within 7 days wow so you can start redeeming instantly from the first day of the association or on your daughter's birthday or on a special occasion the choice is yours but all i'm saying is dream big and remember i'm also giving you 10% interest on your accumulated points like a bank fd <laughs> after this you know what the entire and the entire group of retailers sitting there yeah. they stood up and gave him a standing ovation must be this is quite a strong speech yeah so this entire loyalty program is often misunderstood you know as like being a long term jisme instant kuch nahi milta hmm. are choice aapka hai instant chahiye to instant long term chahiye to long term once you understand the game it becomes kind of like you know first time the retailers realize someone is doing something good for them hmm. rather than you know dumping them in stock right no this is this is wonderful uh, and i agree often because you've uh, worked in a certain way for years before you tend to not believe in such schemes which certainly give you a lot of uh, value real value 
See, actually, this is what the problem is. You know, the retailer always looks at you with a suspect. Company कुछ कर रहा है तो अपने फायदे के लिए कर रहा है और उसमें मेरा नुकसान होगा. That thinking, you know, that very well thinking of like a win-lose is so prevalent that it takes some convincing and some, you know, the actual uh, uh, showcasing the benefit for him to realize that yes, there is a possibility of having a win-win, a true win-win. Right, and I I don't blame the uh, retailers here as well, Sunil, because you know they have had the they have been marred by times in the past, and that's why they're here. Correct, correct. Uh, but but is there a is there a catch here? Does this retailer bonding program <laughs> work in all environments? I think your your uh, your butt never will end. <laughs> <laughs> that's my job. <laughs> yeah. So talking about a catch, uh, see, you have to understand. Uh, it's not like a one formula fits all. Uh, if you look at it, uh, this retailer loyalty program, it doesn't fit for. I mean, it won't fit in every retail environment. Yeah. There are certain boundary conditions. Just to give you an example, I have a client, uh, uh, Link Pens. In fact, uh, for Link Pens. Which is a complete retail-driven, one of the top brands in the pen industry. Yeah. For them, the retailer loyalty program just doesn't apply. Okay. You understand in their case, their buying unit for a retailer, the ticket size, and the buying unit in terms of a packet or a tumbler, as we call it, and the selling unit as a single pen, the ticket size and the this uh, unit of purchase and unit of selling, that doesn't actually make the boundary conditions for the retailer loyalty program. Hmm, right. Similarly, another client, again a leading company in the plywood industry, Century Ply, the number one India's uh, ply company, I'll say. Yeah. For them, most of their retailers do not stock the material. It is a back-to-back ordering. Okay. And for this environment, again, the standard retailer loyalty program just doesn't apply. So we have to understand that retailer loyalty program is not a solution for every retail environment. Mm-hmm. What one needs to understand is, for the environment, are you able to answer one single question? Who really is the influencer? Oh, okay. And if you are able to get that influencer answer, then ultimately there is a limited budget which one can spend, and we cannot, you know, spend the put the budget everywhere. Exactly. Exactly. So these are the things which make you decide and go about the way to implement. All right. So this sounds interesting, uh, and I am happy that you say that you know one size fits all is not the solution here. Obviously, you have to tweak it for every environment. That's right. That's right. I have two things here uh, which I want to focus. But let me first come to budget. Out of that, okay. While the system does show a lot of benefits, uh, I'm sure it comes all at an added cost, right? Yeah, that's true. Where does this budget come from for running such an elaborate loyalty program or a bonding program? Okay, that's again a very simple answer. See, companies generally have some scheme, some BTL budget, some marketing budget. Yeah. And I said, as per the bounty conditions, once you are able to decide if this is the retailer loyalty program is the right way, then it's all about deploying and using the available budget and making the best leverage out of the same. So it's a simple case of having the budget, using it the right way, and taking the leverage out of it. That's as simple as it is. But the how to deploy is the catch here, right? <laughs> something, yeah, something which you're keeping as a secret to yourself. But okay, so let me be very direct here then. The loyalty should be given to whom? Uh, the retailer, the customer, or as you said, the influencer. How do you decide which one do you focus on? Yeah, well, the, again, the answer is very simple. Wherever the leverage is maximum, isn't it obvious? <laughs> Now that seems to be evading and not sharing the secret, uh, Sunil. 
No, no, no. Shubham, Shubham, actually, if you look at it, yeah. see, we in Vector are very proud and sometimes very arrogantly we say okay. the solution is out there on the Vector Consulting site in the public domain. Mm -hmm. It's just about understanding the environment. For example, uh, see, your question regarding, you know, whether it is a retailer, the customer, or the influencer. Yeah. See, we have to understand the business. For example, there are certain products where there is an involvement of a trade specialist for the buying decision. Okay. Like, say, in case of automobile servicing, mechanics are the trade specialists. You know, they influence the decision a lot. Yeah. There are, like, you know, furniture work. Contractor and carpenters become the hmm. so-called influencers. For construction work, the masons and engineers will play that role. For electrical contracts, the electricians oh, right. will play that role. Mm, right. So one needs to evaluate who really influences majority of the buying decision. So there won't be one answer giving you 100%. Yeah. But what has, one has to evaluate is majority of the buying decision is influenced by whom. And if it is a trade specialist, like a contractor, carpenter, mechanic, mason, plumber, electrician, who influences majority of the buying decision, then mind you, the influencer loyalty program may be applicable instead of a retailer loyalty program. Oh, okay. And by the way, an influencer loyalty program can really be a decisive competitive edge because you are creating a brand ambassador who will bring demand for you and a loyalist who will swear and live by your brand. Well, that's a great advantage to have. It is definitely a great advantage to have, but uh, someone swears and lives by the brand. Does this really happen? I'm curious. Uh, can you share some examples here? Uh, Shubham, I can definitely, and it's my favorite topic. Okay. But I think we are digressing from the retailer loyalty program to the influencer loyalty program. It's a new topic, and I think we should not mix the two. All right. Okay. So, all right. I agree, and we should stick to the retailer loyalty program for now. Okay. So, coming back to the retailer loyalty program, can you give me examples where the retailer is the focal point? And uh, the retailer loyalty program is the right choice. And also some success stories uh, that we have seen in implementations uh, at Vector. Uh, I would strongly recommend that uh, for every listener, you can go to the vectorconsulting.in, our website, and go through the success stories that are already there. And they are really strong cases. Okay. Uh, I believe the link is shared, right, Shubham? Yes. So what we'll do is we'll share the links to all these uh, case studies in the details to this episode for all the listeners. You can go that's out and great. check that that's out. That's great. Sure. Yeah. So that can be checked. Uh, so the success story is yes, you can go out and check. But trying to answer your question regarding where the retailer is the focal point and the retailer loyalty program is the right applicable choice, uh, I'll share an experience with you. Uh, we did a study for a client in the West and underwear segment. Famously, the owner himself says Chaddi Banyan segment. <laughs> so when we did this study, we spent days at various billing counters across India looking at the consumer behavior. Okay. And one typical observation for us was 95% of the purchase gets done without the customer hopping to another outlet. It means a person who is coming to buy finishes the transaction irrespective of whether he gets a specified brand, style or color. By the way, we also saw cases where the person comes in asks for a size, and if it is not available, he picks one size bigger, but finishes the transaction. <laughs> can you, can you imagine this scenario? <laughs> yeah, <I can>. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like. Yeah. Well, well, the consumer behavior, what it brings out is, this is an environment where there is a brand recall, maybe yes, but vast majority of buyers 
our brand undifferentiated okay now in such an environment the retailer plays an influential role in placing the company's brand in front of the customer mm-hmm. mind you the retailer will not make a customer switch brand in most of the cases but the retailer realizes ki the vast majority are brand agnostic yeah then he will just try to ensure the footfall that he has he doesn't lose sales by placing what is available and more importantly what he considers as a safe bet now this environment gives a great opportunity for the company to win over the retailer with the simple service promise and the retailer loyalty program we talked about hmm. look at it for the retailer if the service promise and loyalty program is really good for him and the consumer he finds it he places something which is safe and the consumer is happy then if the company systematically kind of implements this hmm. and from the current universe of thousands of retailers if it goes to lakhs of loyalist retailer then well as baba ranchod das says success jhak maar ke tumhare piche aayegi so that's as simple as it is right. in a retail environment that this was extremely interesting to how a loyalty program could become a win win proposition for the company as well as the retailer now that's right i i actually you know i had only heard of this win win bet in my social economics book in my curriculum but suddenly you know they seem to be a reality too good yaar good it's a reality and that too without a but <laughs> <laughs> exactly yeah uh, so on the topic of uh, influencer loyalty program what i propose is let's plan an episode on it and come back in the next episode to talk more about it uh, but just out of curiosity are there case studies for influencer loyalty program as well that you could share with us definitely definitely and there are uh, you know there are so such a big success story out there and there are stories which will literally give you goosebumps so let's keep it for the next episode definitely. and definitely that will be an interesting chat wonderful sunil so uh, for all the listeners we'll keep sunil here and come back in the next episode to discuss and explore what is a influencer loyalty program and how can it be leveraged to build as we say a decisive competitive edge or a dce for the company uh, for all the listeners if you have any doubts about what we discussed today please feel free to write to us on our social media links or you can write to us on our website as well the links are in the details to this episode and for more you can also check out various other links in the details thank you until next time bye bye